Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chaga Sheet Podcast. Each episode, we bring you guys insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. On a bluster evening at the end of July, we catch up with County Westmead farmer John Bell. John's a former winner of the Sheep Farmer of the Year competition, previous host of the Irish Grassland Association Sheep Event. John runs a very high output sheep system from 46 hectare grassland based farm. He's managing 500 mature ewes while dishing 130 old arms lamb in each year. We'll discuss some of the changes in the system over the past number of years, and how John's implemented a paddock grazing system on the farm, and how he uses temporary fencing to achieve this. Most importantly, we discuss the impact that's had on performance and financial return. We also discuss lamb finishing during the post-winning period, how John now operates finishing groups of lambs where he feeds at a targeted weight range as opposed to supplementing or blanket feeding all the sheep, something very relevant at the moment. We start off, however, with John giving us a bit of background to the flock and the system on the farm. I'm running about uh, 500 yos and uh, about 130, 140 replacement yo lambs. And John, it's a sizable flock. That's running on 46 hectares of, it's highly productive grassland here. It is. I suppose it's a, it's a good farm to grow grass, really. So it is in, especially in springtime and summertime. You we're, know, we're looking at it's in one block. Yes, the whole ground. And I suppose I've been around it once or twice with you. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a difference from you. Some very dry ground in it. You have some heavy or moory ground. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I suppose that's a good thing. Even in a year like this year, that has been a good thing. We'd say in dry weather. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of the lower ground has shone, really, you know. So, like, like uh, a mix, I suppose, is good to a certain extent. It, it balances you know? a wet summer or a dry summer. You kind of get, hmm. you get ups and downs on both has advantages. Well, this is it, yes, this is it. That your flock, John, just to give us a quick run through it, what type of yo you're running? Uh, mainly, look, at the, the bones of the flock is Belflare, and it's Belflare Cross breeding sheep that we keep. It could be Belflare Cross and Texel. Uh, Belfair cross on half Charlie's, um but it's mostly and they're crossed to terminal sires. Um, I suppose two thirds of the flock could be crossed to terminal sires, and a third of them will be crossed to Belfair. Okay. You know, and uh, we try to keep our own replacements, uh, the bulk of them every year. And if we can't get, if we don't think we can get enough, we might buy a few extra. Okay. You know, like you, I know you told me this before. Was a high put your scanning round about two most years, I think. Yeah, yeah, about two, two, two point oh five or thereabouts consistently for the last five, six, seven years. You know, so them five hundred yos, they're lambing in March. The old lambs, then you're mating them as well. Uh, yeah, we made we made them for the last few years. Apart from this year, we normally would start lambing them on the first of April. But I put, I put the lambing back to the end of April this year, and it seemed to work very well because. I could split the two flocks into two separate, completely separate flocks, and it seemed to work well, you know. You, you give yourself a bit of a gap and you, in the lambing. Give yourself maybe a bit of a rest, yeah, and, and you could house your yo lambs maybe for lambing when everything else was gone, and, and it just it made a clean break of it. It's, it's slightly different, possibly maybe something to look into for some, it takes the pressure off you. Mm. Just what are you making them yo lambs to? Uh, we're making them to a Charlotte. Okay, so uh, Charlie Ram. I know, and they're all going more or less finished then. Uh, oh, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, a lot of those, a lot of those lambs wouldn't be finished till later in the year anyway. You know, what's the system? system? Yeah, John, like, look at your run. It's a high number. You're highly stocked. You're on forty-six hectares of mm. ground. It's all enclosed. You're finishing all. It takes a lot of management to run that. And I suppose 
where in Kelly Cumberland this is your system has probably changed around a little bit in the last 10 years you're fairly intensively stocked but it's a it's a pretty much grass-based system for a lot of the year now but wasn't always the case maybe uh, no it wasn't um i suppose originally this farm this farm was uh, uh, it would have been we'll say in an average of we'd say 10 acre plus blocks you know and i suppose we sort of said that we're going to have to we're going to have to try and maybe we're going to have to try and copy the dairyman because he seems to be he seems to be getting the getting the results from his milk you know so we said look at maybe subdivision is the way to go so what we did was we subdivided the farm we say on average the 10 acre blocks were maybe split in half so that was permanently so then we could take it from there and gradually gradually we just got we got into this subdivision, and it's, it actually works very, very well, so it does. You, you, know. re- you really took the paddock system to heart. You're a bit of an addict, I know, for temporary divisions during the year, but you're looking, I remember you telling me this before, you've kind of 78 divisions for a lot of your and groups now. Yeah, we would have, yeah, we would have, you know, and I suppose it's very easy, it's very easy to, to have a fresh division for a group, even if it's only for a day and a half or two days, it still keeps them thriving, keeps them thriving, keeps them thriving. You know, even when, even say like this year when the weather was very dry there in May, slash early June, uh, we didn't run out of grass. You know, uh, we just had enough just to get us over the line. You you were getting a bit of a rest period. You were you were getting a rest period, and there was there, there was growth there. You know that little bit of growth there. So there was. You know it just makes that little bit of a difference. I think. You probably it's something you've seen too. I'd say over the years, your grass production increased when you started using the paddock divisions. It just it just increased naturally. I think yeah. so. It did. You know it's 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 sort of a it's nearly a natural thing for the grass to grow. If if the grass if you you know if you eat the grass, it'll keep growing. It's as simple as that. You know. Your pre-weaning management now, it's, it's a grass-based, you're always basically working off grass up to weaning, which is different than what you were doing 10 years ago. You're in a more creep-fed system, and that was, maybe you telling me this one before, John, it was a bit of a change around for you, coming mm-hmm. from a more intensive system, yeah. back to more length on let them do a bit of work themselves. Yeah, yeah, I suppose we were, we were inclined to be thinking that maybe if we... If we maybe creep feed lambs maybe from the middle of May onwards we would try and get lambs fit before they we, we wean them in July or whatever maybe we'll get more lambs fit um, yes you might get a few more lambs fit but it's at, it's at a very high cost um, but uh, the yo can nearly do the same if you can try and feed the yo the same and, uh, the same, uh, and, and, and have our milk production running better what was the change in point for you? Uh, Didn't happen maybe overnight, but like it was. I suppose look at it. it was, mainly, it was a profit monitor that that um, that brought it to light when when we saw it on uh, written down. Um, when I, I remember, I think I forget what year. It could have been two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen, a wet year. And uh, along with David Webster, there we did a profit monitor, and when we looked at the profit monitor. Uh, there was thousands over that shouldn't have been spent on meal and there was nearly zero profit so like we were wasting our time Something heading changed. down this route uh, and little did we know that we were wasting our time before that um, like we were just using too much meal it's as simple as that and maybe relying on it too much you know probably probably something you suspected but just to put the figures in front of you 
It brought it to light to say that maybe we were maybe getting lazy in our way of farming or whatever, and we were saying, oh, well, sure, everything will be all right, sure, we can feed a bit of meal anyway, you know. But little did we know we were eating into our profit. So, big time. If for the local, for another way, you're making just a bit better use out of your grazing. And it's like the divisions, it's a simple system you use mm-hmm. for the temporary division. It's polywire, three strands. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, it is. I suppose. I suppose I'm used to it now. It, it took me a little while to get used to... It's a sort of a mindset, really, I suppose, you know. But it took me a little while to get used to it. But when you get, when you get going at it, it nearly, it nearly grips you, you know, because, because you could see this grass growing, this young grass growing, and you can, you can nearly see the difference in the livestock thriving. The livestock are happier. Um, and there is a balance there to get between, you know, between work... And, and, yeah, the the having to move every day versus the need to move every day. Exactly. Well, maybe not move every day. Maybe move every few days. Um, Still, in all, you get a kick about seeing grass growing again. You know, and the thing performing on stock. Well, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Just you start out roughly what about three weeks post lambing? You you're kind of grouped up at that stage. Oh, for your divisions for lambing. After your temporary divisions, when do you start with them? Oh, generally, I suppose about three weeks. Yeah, about three weeks after after lambing is lambing is say say around about the first second week in April. Thereabouts, the the division dividing will start. And do you leave them up permanently, or do you kind of semi permanent? Or in the heel of the hunt, it didn't work out that expensive to buy uh, the fencing system. In terms of payback for an investment, I look at it. It's 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 not big money. It's 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 small money, and and you're using it every day. So like. It's not. It's not. It's not big money. You know. You can see the return, John. Yeah. It's not that you're completely adverse to mealing, and it probably brings us to a point of the year right now. Mm. Your management of lambs post weaning. You know, we frequently get the challenge, and you're typical if you have a high output flock, mm. you're highly stocked, your grass based lamb in March. You know, the usual thing is difficult to finish lambs. You take a different approach to that. Mm-hmm. Um, how you're running finishing groups with lambs post weaning? Maybe you'll just talk to me for a few minutes about that. Right. Um, right, we'll say come June, you might sell a certain amount of lambs off the O before weaning time. And then you get to weaning time. Some years you'll sell a higher percentage and some years you'll sell a lower percentage. Um, and then you get to, we'll say, we'll just fragment say the 1st of July you wean. Um, you're going to have to, you're left with a lot of lambs on hand. Your grass growth has probably slowed up a little bit in July, so you're going to have to do something about this. You're going to have to you're going to have to um, sell lamb somewhere. So what we have done is we just introduced meal, we'll say, to the strongest of the lambs, mostly ram lambs, really. Um, say when you get into the first second week in July, and lambs, I say strongest lambs, probably lambs between 38, 39 kilos or thereabouts you know you mentioned there 38 39 kilos at that stage to push them on yes why not feed them all um well i've nothing against feeding them all absolutely nothing but not 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 straight away you want to pick your weights you want to go in with the heaviest lambs and say the lambs are 38 to 40 kilos go in with them and feed them and you'll get a great response in the meal for the first three to four weeks you will get a fabulous response 
and uh, like you can get easily get 350 grams a day no problem so you're, you know? you're feeding an animal that's well grown just yes. needs that bit extra boost to finish that's right it'll, it'll put it'll put a good cover on them like we're all trying to sell lambs we'll say uh, in, in most cases into a factory at a grade of three a fat cover of three and if we can get them to a three at a certain weight that's fine that's grand. So that finishing group, which is basically what it is, is them heavier lambs. You keep drafting into that mm-hmm. as the summer goes on. I take it the other lambs are still running on. The lighter lambs, you're letting them grow? Yes, let them, let them grow on the grass. Because if, if you start feeding those lambs too early, uh, you're feeding them for a long time. And uh, meanwhile, they're eating meal, and you're feeding meal for them longer. And the grass is building up on the farm, because um, there's no point in having grass building up for for just to rot in the ground because the sheep won't eat the yews won't eat all the grass you have at that stage in the year and like you know it, it, be honest like you've you've liked lambs on this farm like everybody at that city oh, at the oh, 30 definitely. kilo lambs yeah. you wouldn't consider pumping them early you like to let them grow on oh definitely yes definitely even let them grow on even 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 into September let them grow on into September and and you can I suppose like the other big advantage for you then is you're continually moving lambs off the farm yeah, yes, that's right, yeah. That's so right. Your, your numbers are declining, you're not getting to a lull period in August where you realise if a lot of lambs know what we do. Yeah, because, uh, you know, uh, yeah, because you end up doing fire brigade stuff at that stage. John, thanks very much for your time today. Okay, Kieran. No problem, thanks. We'll have to finish up with John at this point again. A very interesting system. Always good to get John's insights on it. He runs in a very efficient and simple manner, but he's achieving a very high output from 46 hectares. Again, putting that product system in place for John allows him to do this whilst keeping costs in check. As he stated there earlier, it's one investment that you're going to get your return on within the same season, both in terms of financial return, but particularly in the effort you put in, you see the payback from it. Again, at the moment, John's running finishing groups on the farm. It allows him to target supplementation and keep lambs moving and getting a level of finish on them. It's something that could be considered for a lot of farms at the moment. Take stock of where the lambs are at and look at how you could target feeding. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates on the sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagger Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.